So today we are going to talk about purity culture, but more specifically, we're going to dive into modesty and this whole concept of modesty that we have lived with as women in Christianity. Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast community, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. Today, I'm here with the lovely Kelly. Hey. And Kelly Ann. Hello. And I'm Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast. We're very excited for our topic today of modesty and Mm -hmm. purity culture and really just the way that women are told to dress. Mm -hmm. So uh, we all have really different experiences with this. Mm -hmm. We've grown up in varying degrees of this culture. Uh, So I kind of want to start out with just talking about what each of our experience was. Mm -hmm. What was the first time that we felt like this idea of modesty was being put onto us? Mm -hmm. Um, And what what did that look like as we were growing up and forming our Mm, idea of modesty? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I grew up with the understanding that I wear one-piece swimsuits and other girls wear two-piece swimsuits. So there was kind of a general awareness Mm. of something was a little different, but I specifically remember in fifth grade, I had this favorite pair of jeans and um, one at some point during the school year, they just went missing and so I actually found them, I think, like a month later or a couple weeks later. And um, they had been ripped, like, from the, the what is it called? From the belt line <clears throat> down through the leg, like, just ripped and ruined. Like, down a whole leg. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so, and I, like, I was like, what happened? Like, I, in my mind, I was like, it, like, got caught on something in the washer or whatever. Yeah. And my mom kind of was like, um, yeah, I think your dad felt that those jeans were a little too tight. And that was, for me, my first kind of exposure to what would become a long conversation about with my dad and sometimes my mom too, but mostly with my dad about what was okay to wear and what was appropriate and what things were absolutely not. Mm. Wow. And so, like, how did that... How did that make you feel with your relationship with your dad, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was a pretty opinionated girl (laughs) from, you know, age zero and up. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like, it was a huge source of tension between us. And I remember, like, wanting to have my dad be proud of me, wanting him to approve of me, but then also, you know, wanting to look cute and, you know, feel pretty and all those things and so we had several conversations and I actually remember at one point things were so tense and he sat me down he was like look like men are disgusting all men and this is what happens in their brains when they see girls wearing you know inappropriate things and so and like he was kind of almost pleading with me like like please understand that like this is the way it is and men are men are gross and if you don't protect yourself like Aww. you know i don't i don't even know like what 
just bad things would happen, I guess. Like, there was nothing yeah. ever specific about it. But right. It wasn't, like, explicit. But, I mean, I think for him as a dad, it was like, I don't want someone looking at you like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me, I was, I mean. That's terrifying. I, yeah, I, I've, I felt like a piece of me everywhere I yeah. went. I had this idea that, like, even in some cases when I was wearing normal, like, very average clothing, so I felt exposed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's crazy. <laughs> it really yeah, like, I mean, brings tears to your eyes. It was, I mean, it was, it's been a journey for me because it kind of went from a period in like middle school of rebellion and arguing over what swimsuits I could wear and like, you know, kind of fighting with my dad. And then into high school, kind of wanting to please God and be mm-hmm. a good Christian. And so I kind of flipped the my like my approach I guess and I mean for the most part stopped going to the beach just because swimsuit you know conversations were just too hard and I felt so like exposed and then also um I mean preaching it to other girls and Mm -hmm. like you know not never wearing anything that I felt like could be you know too I don't know what the word is, like, out there or too slutty or, you know, whatever. So um, definitely flipped around in high school the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for me when I started realizing, okay, this is bogus, (laughs) was (laughs) in – well, after I got married, so, I mean, I was still very young. um, I had kind of landed in a place where I felt like, okay, my dad was comfortable with the things that I wore and he – like, we had, like, an understanding – um, there was another father figure in my life who had made several comments or two comments specifically one on my wedding day about my wedding dress being too low oh and and uh-uh. then <laughs> <laughs> that is not the time I went, uh-uh, honey and then and then there was another comment later on um, where he felt that my jeans were too tight mm-hmm. and so this for me kind of put me in a spiral of like okay, my dad's fine with this, but this other father figure who I, you know, I want his approval too, and he matters to me, but, but like, he has disagreements with apparently my dad and what is appropriate and comfortable, and so, like, who really does define those things, and how can I, like, I can't please everyone. Um, For anyone that's an Enneagram, I'm a three, so (laughs) into the Enneagram, I'm a three, and I, like, I, I want to be, yeah, like, seen favorably in people's eyes, and so I realized, like, oh, this is actually impossible. Mm-hmm. There isn't a standard because it, every man is different. And, um, like, I, I kind of sort of started deconstructing all of that in college. Yeah. It's so interesting because you think about, okay, who, who determines that somebody has the authority to yeah, even absolutely. tell you how you should dress your body and like to what extent does that go like you have someone who's your father which I can see them feeling some of that obligation they there's obviously a protective aspect that Mm -hmm. he has with that where he's like I feel like this is the best way to protect my daughter Mm -hmm. but then you also then you go to another degree of separation and you have this man that was involved in your life Mm -hmm. but is not related to you but also still for some reason feels this obligation right to say this and then you have like pastors and you have 
sometimes even men that you don't even know right <laughs> go yeah. into like the further degree mm-hmm. um yeah I feel like that that plays into so much of the the feeling I mean this is going into a whole other thing but that men can have that authority over right women. yeah right and, I, and it was crushing like I I want to emphasize like this wasn't like oh someone said something negative about what I was wearing and I was like I hate that like yeah. it was like like so much shame and like wanting to be a good person and wanting to please the people that I cared about and Mm -hmm. like I just I felt terrible like so small Mm -hmm. and um actually I had a pretty (laughs) this is fun we could go on forever about all of my traumatizing modesty experiences so (laughs) I mean (laughs) I'm sure most of our listeners will understand and be like this is a woman's story like just women in general this is their story yeah like and it's I, not just you and i hope like that anyone out there who's has who's dealing with similar things can glean from this in any way but um i remember a particularly traumatizing experience um i have an aunt who i want to clarify is the most like one of the most badass inspiring mm-hmm. like amazing women so i'm not critiquing her but she and her family I had four male cousins. They just came off a trip, not a trip. They were missionaries for several years in the Middle East. And so obviously my cousins were exposed to very modest, covered up clothing. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a two-piece swimsuit at the time that was essentially like a sports bra, like a pretty like well-covered up sports bra and um, some like shorts. And... um, I had forgotten my bottoms and only had the top. And so my aunt lent me her bottoms. And I mean, if you guys remember, like, high-waisted things were not cool. Mm -hmm. So it was like low-waisted. And so apparently, I didn't realize this at a time, but apparently I wore the bottoms too low for what they were designed. Apparently they were meant to go higher on my waist. Um, And my aunt went to my dad and said that her sons were having issues with what I was wearing and kind of asking her like why is she wearing that and like you know why does she why why doesn't she wear something more modest I don't I don't even know like wow in my opinion these sort of comments should never have come to my awareness but apparently apparently my cousins were uncomfortable with what I was wearing so my aunt went to my dad and Mm. instead of defending me my dad came to me and accused me of wearing these bottoms incorrectly and told me like all these things about how my cousins felt so uncomfortable and like my aunt was upset and (sighs) I (laughs) I'm so sorry I know that's not cool this is this is getting real deep (laughs) yeah I I just remember like sobbing on Mm -hmm. the way home like I, I felt so crushed and um, and humiliate like that yeah, humiliating. humiliating yeah and like oh people were talking about me and yeah. I didn't know and it my body, and they felt and they were looking family. at me yeah, yeah and these you're are talking family about members. cousins these are people that I'm supposed to feel safe around like cousins deal yeah like yeah it sounds it's like not, it's a you issue yeah not yeah anyway and okay. I look back and I don't think anyone's intention was like oh let's make Kelly feel bad but like apparently yeah. there was like someone uncomfortable like someone at least someone was feeling uncomfortable with my swimsuit, which looking back was probably nothing. Like yeah. it was, it was a very modest situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but somehow that like landed on me as it was my like I had done it's your responsibility I had done the wrong thing like yeah Yeah. I had to deal with I don't know the responsibility of that or whatever and yeah it was yeah it was like so crushing yeah Mm -hmm. so anytime after that anytime anyone came up to me and said anything about my clothes or like something like I like all those feelings would come back and I would just like feel terrible so yeah yeah I I mean was not healthy I'm I'm sure other people have like less more understated experiences with modesty but for me it was like very extreme where I felt anyone was looking at me a teacher an old man the pastors like like any man was fair game to be Mm -hmm. like looking upon me lustfully even people in my own family so yeah yeah um I didn't have a very high opinion of men in that regard. And then I also, you know, probably had a very low opinion of myself as well. And, like, my body felt threatening. Yeah. I felt felt like I was in a a vessel of... Of sin. Of sin, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, of, you know, lust... That's designed to entrap people. Exactly. So, I mean, I think there's definitely some body dysphoria there as well. Totally. Um, I mean, just think about all the things that those like accusations imply about you like it implies that you're trying to seduce family members (laughs) Mm -hmm. it implies that like you are intentionally going out of your way to show more of your body yep like it implies that you have no regard for other people yep and it it puts it all onto you yes Yes. and that you're doing it all willfully yeah and how old were you i mean uh, I think I was probably like 13. Okay, so a 13-year-old mm-hmm. who doesn't even understand and is fully mm-hmm. comfortable in their own bodies mm-hmm. is going after other people. Yeah. Yeah. It, with their body. Yeah. Okay, that makes mess. that makes sense. It was a big That mess. makes a lot of sense. Total sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, oh. you know, really into those old pastor men. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those 60-year-old pastor men and family members. <laughs> yeah. That's my type. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Wow. So to continue (laughs) the traumatizing stories, Kellyanne, what are some of the ways that modesty was introduced to you and how that impacted your development as a woman? I mean, I have some similarities to your story, but also I had this level of like I was a dancer, I was a ballerina. And I did shows and your costumes get picked for you and you don't really get a say in that. And so I was also like, even though I had those strong messages at home, um, I mean, I was also at the same time running around in tights and a leotard Mm -hmm. and that's normal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had like these two conflicting messages in that ballet. It's all about your beautiful lines and... Um, you wear as little as possible not to get, to not distract from your artistry. So I was taught my body is an instrument. It is beautiful. It is art. But also at home and in church, it's like, oh, you need to cover it up. Um, So it's two really conflicting messages. Mm -hmm. And as a teenager, an older teenager, I gravitated more towards ballet, the ballet mindset of like my body is an instrument and it's beautiful. But I do remember a handful of instances where, I mean, one, I was young. I must have been 10 or 11. And I remember my friend Rachel at church got this really cute halter top. 
And I went out shopping with my aunt. She would come into town a couple times a year. And for our birthdays, she would always take us shopping and buy us a new outfit. I like JCPenney's because that was the cool thing at the time. (laughs) And I saw this halter top at JCPenney's. And I was so excited because my friend Rachel looked so cute in it. And um, I was like, you know, I want this top. And she was like, no, we'd have to talk about that with your parents because that's inappropriate. Mm. a halter top as like an 11 year old girl and I understand like she felt like in between Mm -hmm. and so she didn't want to make a judgment call like that for Mm -hmm. someone that's not her child Mm -hmm. so she was trying to be responsible but I remember going oh that's inappropriate and like Mm -hmm. I never really had that thought about my clothing before Mm -hmm. and then I mean I remember there was another time where my mom has like great high school friends that just never had kids Mm -hmm. or their kids are older and so they would take us out shopping and just like do fun stuff with us and she had another friend that took us out shopping and she wanted to buy us all swimsuits and so I came home with a bikini because again ballet Mm -hmm. my body is an instrument it's beautiful um and my mom was like yeah I'm not sure about that and Mm -hmm. we actually took took it back and exchanged it. Mm. And I was so sad because it was so cute. But then after realizing, oh, you're revealing your body in a way that's not appropriate, like I felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, my last traumatizing story to follow it up (laughs) (laughs) we'll have just I mean I could just tell you um there was this one time that I had gone through a growth spurt. Um And so I was about the size I am now. And I had just finally, like, started getting boobs. And so I was young. I was, like, 13, Mm -hmm. maybe 14. I don't – I'm not sure. But I – so I had this shirt. I just – me and my mom were running out to Brahms, if you're from Oklahoma or the Midwest, (laughs) Um, which is basically, like, it's a little mini grocery store attached to a fast food restaurant, and they're famous for ice cream. Anyway, so we were just running to Brahms to get some, like – basic groceries real quick and my mom was like I'm not sure about that top and because I'd grown a little bit of my belly like barely anything was showing Mm. and um yeah so I was just like I don't want to change like we need to go real quick can we just like is this just good and she was just kind of like oh fine whatever and we went and there was this older man having like lunch there with his who I would assume his grandchildren Mm -hmm. and um didn't think a second thought and on our way out my mom was like did you notice that older man was looking at you Mm -hmm. and I was like no and she was like oh it's it's because you were showing your belly it's because of the shirt you're wearing and I remember from then on like I was just like okay men are terrifying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's like this no there's no like line Mm. and it's my responsibility and I had already had that but that's really when it was locked in Yeah. yeah and I remember when I was probably 16 or 17 I did this show it was carousel and um I was one of the dancers in you know the, if you do any Rodgers and Hammerstein mm-hmm. um that big dance scene that's like 11 and a half minutes mm-hmm. and our costumes were um stockings mm-hmm. and a corset and these little tiny frilly shorts 
that we had to wear nude tights, nude thick tights underneath because the shorts were actually Mm see-through. And I remember that was my moment of like, I feel empowered as a woman. I feel confident. This is art. And I'm actually not going to carry this forward anymore. And I actually had to walk through that going through ministry school. But then post-ministry school stepped back into that because I started working at Victoria's Secret. Mm. And it was all about lingerie, body positivity. You don't wear lingerie for men. You wear it for you. Mm-hmm. And so that it feels like that process continued. Yeah. So what a trip, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, like, I look back and I remember there's a culture among women yeah. or girls as well where – we would like check each other. We would like, judge each other. Like, hey, your boobs are hanging out, or yeah, like, hey, your tummy is hanging out, or you know. I remember your oh. shorts are a little short. There's just this whole culture of like, let's check each other and make sure that mm-hmm. we're not like, yeah, you know, tempting yeah. men. Yeah. I don't know. And I remember that like in church too. Like everyone would check out what everyone was wearing, mm-hmm. and like if you were in choir or up on the stage or like myself, I saying backup vocals on Sundays and it was like oh like is your dress too short or like if you're wearing pants how tight are your pants and like I remember when leggings became a thing don't even get me started on (laughs) and it was like the conversation for like three years and it was like should leggings be pants should leggings not be pants and I'm just like are they comfortable great it's the new sweat (laughs) Like, I yeah. literally didn't care, and but everyone else was like, I'm like, I literally wear see-through leggings every day oh with gosh. a one-piece swimsuit over it for ballet. Everyone yeah. was judging each other so hard during that. I'm, I'm glad that leggings have become normalized now, but oh, yeah, that was like the worst. It was so bad. And as it, you know, and it's taught in the church. So like as a Christian, you're trying to navigate like listening to your elders and like Mm -hmm. being respectful and an honorable woman Mm -hmm. within the church community but then also like is it really a big deal and like yeah is it okay if I wear it to yoga class or to work out but it's not okay if I wear it like on a casual Saturday to the grocery store so like where's the line and and why does it matter trapped yeah you feel so trapped and terrified and that shame and dread Mm -hmm. of like oh my gosh like I would never want to cause a brother to stumble. Uh Mm. I would never want to imply certain things about myself or even, as an extension, my family. Yeah. Because of what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, so much pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or on top of that, you're ruining your testimony. Oh, yes. You're destroying your ability to share the gospel. No one will be able to hear the gospel through your cleavage, essentially. (laughs) And, I mean, on top of that, you it's it's telling you that your body is inherently just sexual yes, all the time no matter what and like, no matter what you do your body yeah. is an object of sex and there's which, nothing you can do about it yeah and that except cover up that lowers your view of your yeah. own body so much yeah. well and also i think really diminishing the beauty of your sexuality mm-hmm. and diminishing the the power of sex yeah. itself as well and it's like, actually, we're not animals. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not animals. Yeah. Yeah. And we have we have self-control. And also mm-hmm. sex shouldn't be something 
that's like this big bad. Yeah. This is terrible scary thing. thing. Yeah. Like, oh, he had sexual thoughts about you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, like yeah, that was out. okay. Like, yeah, that's, that's actually that's like, normal. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually normal as a person. I remember, yeah. I remember sitting down with my mom like after I'd sort of processed through a lot of this, and I was like, I had gotten to a point. I told her this. I had gotten to a point where the only times I felt modest was when I felt ugly. Mm. Like when I felt when I was in sweatpants, when I hadn't washed my hair, when I didn't feel yeah. feel pretty, and like not that you can't feel pretty in sweatpants and not wash hair. I'm not saying that, but like I I was always stuck in this tension of like when I felt beautiful, mm. I felt dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And so like the only way I felt like I could avoid luring a man a man mm. into my like dangerous sexual trap was like actually. Self-hate. Yeah. yeah. Making yourself, like, repulsive. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would just like to touch on that that dangerous. Mm-hmm. Really, I think that's just power. Mm-hmm. And, like, as women, we are powerful and beauty is powerful. Mm-hmm. But actually, that's not a bad thing. Sure. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. we all have our process and we're all working through our own things. But I think for women, like, we should feel powerful. Yeah. Um, And that shouldn't be taught as... A bad thing right it's just the heart behind your power and what yeah. you use it yeah. for yeah and I mean that makes me think of when I was growing up I mean I didn't grow up in the church I grew up in um, I guess a relatively secular home if you mm. will call it that um, and it wasn't until I became a Christian when I was like 15 years old and I started to actually think about what I how I dressed so much more Mm -hmm. and all of these rules were all of a sudden being thrown at me and I was being told my whole life growing up was like oh these things are fine to wear like wear whatever like whatever you feel good in you look cute in those short shorts you look cute in that Mm -hmm. strappy tank top like you can wear a two-piece whatever and then I came into the church and they were telling me no 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 you can't Mm -hmm. wear these things you can't come to church camp with us if you dress this way Mm -hmm. you can't be on stage doing worship if you're dressed this way like I was having these two very conflicting ideas coming at me from my home life and Mm -hmm. then from my church life where I felt like I didn't look good because Mm -hmm. I was being immodest Mm -hmm. or because I was being too modest. Mm -hmm. So it caused a lot of, it's just, causes so much self-analysis and overthinking of something as simple as what you put on your body, which really should be a form of creative expression. It should be a form of accentuating yourself and feeling beautiful. And instead it turns into like a mind trip. It's (laughs) such a mind trip. And you just, and you can't win. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I think as we all have experienced that self-analysis, it's like there's no right answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that so much of it is subjective. Oh, yeah. And so much of it is dependent upon where you are and what you're doing. I mean, you aren't going to wear a swimsuit in the same place that you're going to wear a business suit yep (laughs) those two things don't go together and it would be weird if you wore one in the context of the other i mean if you want to wear a business suit to the beach like i'm 100 behind you emma you do you you. i mean (laughs) i'd have to own a business suit (laughs) (laughs) but uh to sort of bring this all around we 
have all had these experiences with modesty, Mm -hmm. with purity culture, Mm -hmm. um, with the ways that has messed with our minds. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to hear some about how you guys think about it now as Mm -hmm. 25-year-old women, Mm -hmm. as married women, Mm -hmm. um, as women who have gone through a lot of growth and what you think about with the church and Christianity and all of this. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be modest Mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. I think for me in college, when I was kind of coming out of this sort of like mind trap that I was in, um, I realized the uh, subjective nature of the whole concept. And this was, I would say, catalyzed by the comment from my father figure about my jeans being too tight. Mm. Because I was like, I can't please anyone. And in looking at it, I realized if we look around the world, like women can't please everyone. There are Mm -hmm. people in the Middle East and in very conservative countries dressed from head to toe, total body shape cover up. And they're still being sexually assaulted, raped, treated like objects yeah you know like i mean people women in turkey are just being murdered and there's no justice for them Mm -hmm. and so and we have a huge child trafficking and sex trafficking problem we have issues with abuse in churches yeah of of like pastor figures molesting children so i realized okay maybe this actually isn't about not maybe this isn't about clothing Mm -hmm. yeah this is this is a a lust problem and this is a sexualization of women problem yep that exists in our world and in our inherently sinful nature and so i actually don't need to hold that responsibility anymore Mm. to to like help a brother out because i think that's how it was phrased for me is like yes this is a man problem but like as women we have to we have to we, take responsibility. We can't let it. We can't let a brother stumble. Yep. Yeah. But I think what I realized is like, oh, I don't think actually our clothing is preventing men from stumbling. Yep. No. And and so um, that for me was like, okay, like I don't. Today, my conclusion: I don't think modesty is the as the Western American church understands it exists. I think it's like it's a completely subjective thing that depends entirely on the context that you're in and the people that are around you like it's not there's no solid definition for it I mean for me I think as I've I mean growing up in the church in purity culture all those things um surprise for anyone that doesn't know out there but you actually have to reverse all that Mm -hmm. once you get married Mm -hmm. and you actually have to teach yourself like oh it's okay for me to feel this way it's okay Uh, for me to feel horny or turned on mm -hmm. or sexually attracted to my husband Mm -hmm. um so really i think my definition of modesty has unfolded the more i have unfolded my concept of sexuality and Mm -hmm. the way i understand it Mm -hmm. Um, Morgan Day Cecil, if you do not know her, follow her. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's incredible. But she talked a lot about recently how sexy is really your insides matching your outsides. Mm -hmm. And if you're accurately reflecting what's going on inside, then that is wholeness and that is sexy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that can change. That can one day be, you know, my hair hasn't been washed in six days and I'm in sweats. The next day it can be, I'm wearing some booty shorts and some red lipstick and I look great. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing comes into play with modesty. Our insides need to match our outsides. You need to feel comfortable and whatever situation you're going into, just dress accordingly. And also like 
what do you need to feel like? Mm -hmm. Like, do I need to feel safe going into this meeting? Do Mm -hmm. I need to feel empowered going to the grocery store? Do I need to feel sexy going to the movies on this date? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you need to feel like? And how is your clothing going to support that? So that's kind of more, it's more abstract than it's ever been. I just remember, I mean, I did an internship in my third year of school. And I remember my mentor, who was a man, setting me down and being like, Kelly, like you really like things black and white. You're going to have to actually really learn how to embrace the gray. Because Mm -hmm. most things in life are a lot of gray. Mm -hmm. And as a one on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. I like to know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And I like to follow that exactly. Mm-hmm. And I launched this journey of being into a lot of gray. And I think modesty is that conversation that's a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think that ultimately it comes down to, are you respecting your body? Mm-hmm. Are you honoring your body? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you presenting yourself in a way that you are proud of and that yeah. you love? Yeah. Like, that's really what it comes down to. And mm-hmm. I think that us putting this on, this whole idea of, of modesty and the way that you dress onto women so much also actually degrades men. Because yeah. it says 100%. to them, you have no self-control. Yeah. We have to do this for you right. because you are you can't animalistic. <laughs> Well, and that makes me wonder if that's why, I mean, we have sex trafficking problem because there's a demand for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we teaching our men, mm-hmm. not that the behavior is acceptable, but that they can't necessarily help it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, like raising tomorrow's men and that's leaders, we have to n- not only be like, it's not women's responsibility to make sure that you are comfortable and that you can keep it in your pants. It's actually your responsibility to make good decisions and to not objectify women and not to look at something and be like, I want that mm-hmm. and nothing's going to stop me from getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to power and control mm-hmm. and all of that that mm-hmm. we've already addressed. Yeah. But. And so for all the Bible nuts, <laughs> who, I mean, like like me, we're like, okay, what does the Bible actually say? I want to bring up two very yeah. key scriptures in this conversation. Mm. First one, I'll just read this. First uh, Peter 3, 3 and 4. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And then the second one is First Timothy 2, 9 and 10. I also want the women to dress modestly, with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. And so I think we have to look at not just the, the Merriam-Webster definition of modesty, but what the context that modesty is brought up in these two verses, which is it's talking about wealth and mm-hmm. using clothing and jewelry to elevate your status. And mm-hmm. Paul is saying, don't like puff yourself up with the things that you're wearing. Let that come out of your inner self. Yeah. Like yeah. make sure your your heart inside is mm-hmm. is in alignment with the person that you are like projecting. And, and so I think, like, to me, that, that is the definition of modesty, kind of like Kelly mm-hmm. just said, is, like, 
do you have inner beauty and do you understand who you are as a person and are you allowing that to be output regardless of what you're wearing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and I mean that doesn't mean like wear a bikini to church I'm not saying yeah like I'm not saying like don't consider the cultural context of where you're going but I think it does mean like let's stop judging each other about like the number of inches above our boob line or you know the the amount of you know belly that shows when you bend over to pick up a pen you know like (laughs) which is like real life like that's real life I, I mean I've bent over so many times in my life and felt like Mm-hmm. Like I was being inappropriate. So like, yeah, you should, I should, you should not have to feel inappropriate for bending over to pick something up. Yeah. And um, so making sure that your inner self is elevating your outer self and not the opposite way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Th- and I think that's it. what I'm hearing is it's a lot about intention. Oh. And in these two books that Mm -hmm. you mentioned specifically I mean he's addressing a specific problem in a Mm -hmm. specific culture and I like how he just touches on it Mm -hmm. and then he backs up Mm -hmm. and it's like wow in in the church we don't touch on it it is shouted from the rooftops and it is drilled into young women's minds Mm -hmm. and it's debilitating Mm -hmm. and it's I mean you're not taught you're taught that clothing is an instrument to cover up. Mm-hmm. You're not taught that clothing actually is something that can be self-expressive yeah. and that helps support however you need to feel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, it's part of, like, like a, a matching the creative aspect of our creator. Yeah, Like, yeah. modeling after his creativity and his mm-hmm. joy and his beauty. Like, God is a beautiful... Mm-hmm god and we reflect him yeah and so in our creativity and in our expression we're actually like presenting worship to god yep and i think like the you know your body's a temple like yeah you know cover up like i don't think that's synonymous with the truth like i think like your body is a temple it should be treated as such like a temple is a beautiful well-adorned yeah yeah look at the temple in the bible it is elaborate and ornate Mm -hmm. and meticulously taken care of yeah absolutely i mean i had that exact same revelation if you will (laughs) in my first year of ministry Mm -hmm. school where we read through the entire bible Mm -hmm. and i remember reading about david building the temple and i was like oh wow god you didn't actually ask for this Mm. It was a gift. Mm-hmm. And we look at clothing as practical. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this needs to serve a practical purpose. But really, like, if I'm God's temple, how much more so can I adorn myself with the right heart, posture, yeah. and intention? But it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, actually, God sees me as that. Mm-hmm. And, like, reading about the detail mm-hmm. and, like, the time and money that went into it, it's like, oh, okay, like, Actually, I get to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I get to go, you know, have a $75 massage. <laughs> yeah. I get to go see a facialist mm-hmm. or go get waxed or whatever because it's like, actually, that's me taking care of my temple. Mm-hmm. And I get to feel good in it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. allowed. It is. Yeah, like Matthew 6, if if he so adorns the lilies, like, yeah. will he surely care for you? Like, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think that, you know, like, wearing plastic bags and not plastic bags but like you know yeah 
sacks to cover <laughs> up like our you know sexual dangerous form yeah. Yeah. is reflective of God at yeah. all. I mean, no. you look at the world and all of the scripture, God loves beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God loves, like, he didn't have to make things beautiful yes. the way they yep. are, but he chose to yes. because he's creative yep. and he's yes. an artist. And he actually never shames beauty. Yeah. No. And I think Paul, like, he's trying to clarify, like, hey, beauty is not a replacement for inner character. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're different things. And I think that that's what modesty is, is is having character mm-hmm. yeah, and and not just like covering up with expensive jewel. Like he, he's not saying burn the pearls and no. throw out your earrings. He's saying like, don't elevate yourself with those things. It's okay to be beautiful, but mm-hmm. like the things that elevate you are what, what's inside. Yeah. yeah. And For so sure. I think that's, that's where I've landed on modesty. And, and mm. again, like to everyone, anyone out there, like I'm not saying like, let's go topless, you know, mm. like, <laughs> you know, destroy the patriarchy and free the movies. Like, I mean, in some ways, yes. I mean, but, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm not t- telling anyone to do that. But, like, like love your form. Mm. And not in, like, oh, don't worship yourself. Don't idolize your body. But, like, mm. love yourself. Yeah. yeah. Care for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's just, like, a happier, more safe, beautiful place to be. And mm-hmm. And men, like, and even women let's just be real like men are not the only people who lust but yeah absolutely we we have a responsibility to deal with that on our own mm-hmm. N- not by ourselves but on our own responsibility yeah yes and manage so, your heart yep yeah. yep absolutely great well ladies thank you so much You're for welcome. sharing your stories for opening thank up about you. this for talking about things that have been hard um yeah. in yeah. our development and growing up and and the ways that we've navigated our bodies and the ways that we dress them um i actually would love to hear from you guys yes. our lovely woman being oh community uh share with us your stories with modesty yeah. um the ways that you have grown in your view of modesty now mm-hmm. uh we really really would love to hear mm-hmm. your stories and um contribute to this conversation yes, yeah so please. and also just for anyone out there like who, if you've been treated this way if i've treated you this way like I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, mm. let's be kind to each other. Absolutely. I, like, I'm dedicated to being kinder to myself and to, to the people around me. And yeah. So, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Mm. Same. Like, you, if you've been taught that your body is dangerous and that your body is not beautiful and you need to cover it up because, God forbid, you make someone lust, like, that breaks my heart and I'm sorry for that. Like, your body is absolutely beautiful. It's a treasure. And you deserve to feel beautiful. Yeah. Amen to that, sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then we're going to wrap this episode up. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.